what if they say right away, you guys are going to go Dutch on your date since you're just getting to know yeah. each other? Don't say it. I'll probably offer just because I'm a yes. good person. Listen, guys, whatever we offer, you better pay. Exactly. <laughs> and the reason that we offer is so that we don't feel guilty or whatever. And that's the reason we offer. But we 1,000% never expect you to say, <laughs> okay, sure. Almost worse than saying we're going Dutch up front. <laughs> hey, I'm MJ. And I'm Bree. Welcome to Keeping It Casual. A sex-positive dating and relationship advice podcast. Yes, I'm married with two kids. But I'm navigating this crazy dating world. We're just here to share our drama. And the wild stories of our listeners. Your Vegas girls are here for you. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Well, good afternoon, keepers. Hello, hello. So we have a very special guest for you. But before we get into that business at the top, we want to thank you to all of our supporters who've been rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts because you are getting a sick-ass giveaway from Like a Kitten, who is an incredible sponsor. They are women-owned and operated, and Natalie and Shay always do something philanthropic in their boxes as well. That's right. Using code KEEPERS20 will also get you 20% off anything on their website at Like a Kitten. Also, thank you to all of our patrons. For just $5 a month, you can get one of our specialty podcasts. Go to patreon.com slash keeping it casual podcast. Yes. Now, we hope everyone had a nice Christmas for our last episode of the year. We wanted to bring on a total badass to inspire you to take all those dreams you've been thinking of pursuing and finally put them into action in 2021. Whether it's a new job, career switch, or getting something off the ground, if you aren't sure where to start, you may want to consultant to guide you. We've got the babe for you. Yes. Now she's a columnist and contributor for Billboard, Rolling Stone, and the international music and industry site, allaccess.com, where you can read her women to watch and consultant tips. And FYI, your girls keeping a casual podcast were the very first podcast to be <laughs> featured on women to watch in 2020. Ah! She has over 20 years in the radio business from on air to an award-winning programmer. In 2012, she was inducted into the Nevada Broadcasters Hall of ah. Fame and continues to be recognized annually as Radio Inc.'s most influential women throughout the decade. You guys, she's here today to share how you can boss up and change your life with her consultant company, MC Media Online. Please welcome Cherise Frugier. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, we're not done yet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, thank you for being here. Thank Charisse. you so much. Are you kidding? I'm so excited. I'm flattered and I'm honored and really excited to be, you know, the last one of 2020. Um, you know, helping to reel this year in and just move forward, right? Yeah. 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 Well, we did plan to do this one on one and spoil you with all the wine and steak before the episode in March, but life changed. Can you please share a little bit of what MC Media Online can do for me? or anybody? Um, absolutely. I do a little bit of everything. Um, it started off uh, specifically as a radio consulting business for not specifically for women, but sort of geared towards women because mm -hmm. obviously we know what the statistics are in, in the radio and broadcast business for females. You know, I was doing anything from talent consulting, program consulting, brand management, digital management, you know, just sort of helping people to build their brands from the ground up. I um, do a little bit of representation also because as you ladies have known and experienced before, trying to 
negotiate a deal sometimes make you a little emotional. Yes. So um, <laughs> I, call it, I call it, you know, representation without emotion. So because I have so um, much experience having been a manager and a, a VP of programming, negotiating contracts with big level agents for big level talent with big level agents with big level talent. Um, I'm not an attorney, but I can certainly read those contracts and tell you what's good, what's not, what's missing. This is how they protect themselves. Here's how we need to protect you. Uh, and it takes all of the passion from negotiation out and it's business as usual. Know what I mean? Because if you're talent yourself, sometimes you're like, but I'm worth more than that. And, and you get upset. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so then it's up to me to go there and say, here's what this person has to offer you. Here's how this person can help you make money. Here's how this person can help you gain ratings or exposure or whatever it is you need. And, you know, I, I find that to be um, one of the most rewarding things that I can do with MC Media because I've been there. You know, yeah. I've been in the business long time and and it's just it's tough so a lot of agents quote unquote will take 10% of your salary and it's too much money it's ridiculous they take it out you know on a regular basis uh, for me I do a one-time small-time fee mm. and uh, I do all the work and follow through you know until it's oh. done or, or not done and again I mentioned that it specifically sort of started geared towards just women, but I do represent, you know, a, a couple of male clients as well. So um, in addition to that, as I mentioned, programming, consulting, and talent coaching, social media and social media management, having managed large brands, major market radio stations, brands, mm -hmm. I was there when streaming started, when the internet came along, yes. you know, so I've been doing it for a long time. So um, I also do have just clients outside of radio who are just trying to build their brand. That's amazing. I think one of the hardest things is knowing what you're worth. Yeah. You know, and I can only come at this from, well, actually I can come at it from a radio standpoint because radio lowballs you period everywhere and in any <laughs> position. Yeah. But from a podcast yeah. standpoint, when we come down to negotiating with our sponsors, it's like, well, because it's such the wild, wild west, it's so hard to know what you're worth. It's sometimes. very new yeah, and nobody's right. really doing it. So to sit down and be like, well, am I worth this or am I worth this? There's not much to compare it to. And I feel like that's a, uh, how a lot of people that maybe they have new brands for things and they're like, I'm not even sure how to put a price tag on this, or I'm not even sure how to market this or package this. And I think just having a professional that's like, look, let's get some things in order. Let's see how your online presence is. Like somebody to just help you put a little, it's almost like a business plan together to yep. launch yourself and to negotiate yourself. That is money in the bank. And Sharice is money in the bank, baby. <laughs> oh yes. my God. It's definitely like an outside perspective because mm -hmm. you can sit there and say, I can do this, 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 and this. But you may not know that, um, and I'll use an example, you're the co-host on a morning show, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. But you're the one doing all the digital media and you're really good at it and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And the host doesn't care because they're older or more experienced mm -hmm. and they don't have a clue how to do it and they have no interest in doing it, but you're doing it for the show. So yeah. what happens if you're not doing it for the show? The host isn't doing it. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you may not even know that this is something that you can be valued for or you, you know, that there's a return on the investment for. So, yeah. you know, again, it's an outside perspective looking in to help. Just somebody detailing everything that what you're doing and kind of putting it on like a, a platter and just saying, here's a package for you that here's how you can come at this. I, I know from my years in radio, you know, usually you signed like a one to two year deal for contract.
contracts. And when it was time for contract negotiation, I was like, oh my God, I don't, I don't know what to ask. Do I ask for a $10,000 raise or do I ask for like two? Do I discuss bonuses? You know, there was a lot. But one thing um, I always, I always, so I even personally, after almost 15 years in the business, we keep joking and saying it's longer, like almost 90 years in the business. <laughs> I was still confused going in on like how to negotiate. And I always kind of felt like, did I kind of jip myself? I mean, I, I, you never really know if you were taken care of. I do know for a fact that when I started in the radio business, Sharice had my back and you are just one of the biggest advocates for, for women in radio. And just to like, even just to have a meeting with you, I was like, oh my God, it's Sharice. Like it was scary because you were just like, just woman on top. And it's like to get there and to have that seat and just to own it and people knew you and respected you. It was just like an absolute gift to be able to work with you and to learn from you and you know you believed in me and gave me a shot and I just will forever be grateful to you for that and I felt respected and heard too you know oh and that's so important I got to work with your protege and he's awesome so and he is definitely a big advocate for women in radio too I would say if you look at the way he hires Jay Love shout out to Jay Love oh my gosh one of the best so Aaron listens so hi Aaron Aaron is Jay Love's babe and she's yeah she's the woman behind the curtain Um, he's a boss ass bitch too yeah Yeah, she is. is okay so back up just a moment so you start on air, right? I did, yeah. I'm curious if you had, did you have a radio name or did you go as Cherise? Okay, my name is Cherise Frugier. That's my real name. Who would make that up, first of all? <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, a Cajun name. I'm from Southwest Louisiana. My parents named me Cherise Frugier. Thank you, I think. Um, so I worked, I, I worked a lot in the South and Southwest, Louisiana and Texas, and it was perfect for those areas because it was a common name there. When I moved to Vegas, the first day on the air, I di- had never heard the sweepers. You know how they do uh, MJ, you know, 2P to 7 on, you yeah. know, X175, whatever. Yeah. First sweeper that I heard was Cherise Fruget, Mix 94.1. <laughs> nope, it's not a stripper name. You know? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> in Vegas, yeah, they're like, oh, I know, it's like, oh my God, this name is perfect for this town. <laughs> <laughs> like putting the sauce on it, Sharice right? is here. So from on air, then how did you transition into being the boss? I really started out heavily on air in Morning Drive. And I thought, oh my God, I want to be a morning show star. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had some really great coaches and I was a big fan of Kid Craddock and and he was oh oh yeah R.I.P. Kid Craddock's so great yeah yeah and he was a big fan of mine and very helpful to me in my morning show career and then I kind of got screwed over in New Orleans um, when my grandmother passed away Uh, I left and was replaced by a two male show Mm. Um, and that's when I started to realize how challenging you know it was going to be for me so I started doing middays and then ended up moving to Las Vegas as Middays and music director. And the more I was on the air and the more I dealt with record labels and programming and scheduling music, the more I started to feel like I really want to be a part of the creative process. Yeah. yeah. You have more control yeah. than a talent. Yeah, I hear that. Exactly. And I didn't have to have a partner and I didn't have to be a giggle box or whatever. I could be tough and opinionated because I, I had a decent program director and I had record labels who respected me. It started to feel like I wanted to be behind the scenes and I'd rather be in management and the creative process that way than on the front lines and on the air. So I was given the program director position a couple of years after I moved 
to Las Vegas at Mix 94.1. And at that point, I ended up getting off the air because I was, you know, how short-staffed we always are. Mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of things. And then I was taking on more responsibility for the company. The station was winning. So Mix sort of started to be an example for other hot AC stations within the CBS company. So I started helping with those kinds of things. And before you knew it, my program director career just blew up. Can we just tell everybody, I mean, Mix is one of the, probably one of the number one radio stations in Las Vegas for a decade, at least, you know, I mean, forever. For almost 20 years. Yeah, it's been, it's, well, um, it flipped originally in 1996 and I got there closer to the millennium. And Mix has traditionally been one of the top performing hot AC stations in the country, you know, that long. We told you we have a boss here for you guys. (laughs) Oh my God. So we want to get into some fun sex dating relationship stuff. But before we do that, some some boss babe tip. For somebody that's getting hired, uh, being you've hired and done interviews, what are a couple of things you look for in hiring your on-air staff? Something that they could relate to. I look for energetic personalities and people who are self-starters and proactive and who are passionate and have good communication skills. You know, uh, sometimes you'll sit across from someone and interview with them and you never get looked at in the eye. Mm. Um, and, and someone who's genuine. Yeah. You know, a couple of my best hires, the decision-making process have, have been when I went to lunch and we had a couple of glasses of wine mm-hmm. or a Bloody Mary or two. You know, I won't mention names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I really want that person to be able to relax and, and, and be okay in normal circumstances and to be able to communicate and not be afraid of me, but at the same time, respect me and be a team player. You know, you've definitely got to, and I learned that early on, you've got to get along with everybody and you've got to ignore the pettiness. And, you know, sometimes you can be best friends with your staff. Other times, keep your head down and just do your job and be like, yep, all good. You know, yep. somebody's being petty or silly or whatever. You know, I, it's it's just got to be a really strong personality that's energetic and and really gets it and is really passionate about it. I, um, I've always compared going on interviews to dating. <laughs> like, I, I, I really think it is. I mean or two weeks ago, I guess, when this dropped, I, I announced I'd lost my job. Guess what, Keepers? Got a new job already. Yep, already and got a new job. <laughs> I was right. on unemployment for two whole days. And a fat uh, raise. And I got a fat right. raise, yeah. She might be buying a house next door. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but it was probably one of the best interviews I've ever been on. It's funny because you mentioned, like, going to the bar and stuff because we went, we met at a bar, and I was like, interesting, I've never had an interview at a bar. And he, right. he was having a few beers, and he was like, I want to get to know you have a cocktail so I ordered a gin and tonic and you know it was a two-hour interview and we had to get to know each other on a very specific level and listen if you're not a drinker or whatever that's not a problem coffee works just as well I mean I get you know super high on coffee (laughs) and I'll babble on forever like the same way you know Um, you don't have to drink or but if you're in a situation where you meet at the bar or whatever and they're and they say "Uh, you know I prefer not to drink um, but but don't hold back and don't let that throw you off Mm-hmm. from being who you really are. Mm-hmm. Don't let it bother you. You know what I yeah. mean? And again, I'm not saying go out and get drunk. No. You know, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> All of a sudden they've ordered like four shots. You're like, all right, interview's done. But you know, just be yourself and just be able to convey the fact that you can operate under normal circumstances and still be yourself, mm-hmm. still open up. So for contract negotiating and when it's time to ask for a raise, like, 
what are some things to consider before accepting an offer or how to, how do you ask for a raise? Like, yeah, in if- any job. A lot of people don't have the luxury of having someone represent themselves. It's absolutely something that you have to be able to consider what you do. And this goes back to putting together your little business plan. And at the end of the day, the main title of that business plan is Cherise Fruget's ROI. Here's what I'm doing and here's what it's worth to you. These are all the things that I do that are extra that contribute to the success of the radio station or the restaurant or the television station or the podcast or whatever. And you put together that little business plan and don't put together a monetary value because that can differ from market to market. Mm-hmm. Just put together this responsibility, social media content and uh, and management for the morning show is what I handle. And I'm the only person in charge of that. Mm-hmm. So here's what that's equal to. Digital right. opportunities, exposure, reach, communication and engagement with our audience, et cetera, et cetera. Top of the headline should read, this is my ROI. And yeah. these are the things that I do and I provide. And maybe I'm a little bit new at this, but that's not necessarily something that makes me underqualified for a raise. It moves me into that demographic that provides something that the other demographic on the station can't necessarily provide because they're not experienced enough about it. They don't know enough about it. They don't engage enough and so it's something that this person can't provide and I can. Yeah. And yes. then, does that yeah. make sense? Yes. Yeah. So breaking down little subcategories of what all your duties are and what they're worth. And basically millennials, it. she's saying if you're on a morning show with old radio <laughs> and you're running all the social media, look yes. into that. But that's true. Like old radio versus new radio is so different because old radio is like, I don't care about the, other than right. the fabulous Mercedes who is old radio <laughs> and new radio together at once. But like yes. old radio specifically, you know, what I'm talking about is like, I don't care about TikTok. I don't care about Instagram. I don't care about Facebook. I don't want to do these blogs. I just want to talk. Yeah. And then like the millennials are like, I'll do all of it. And then it's like, okay, well, you also need to get paid for doing that too. Right. And also I'll voice track middays and oh my God. It's not a So (laughs) what is, if you could throw out a number, like say you're, say somebody's working at a company, any company, when is that first initial time to say, now it's time to ask for a raise? It's not six months. That's a little bit too soon because you know how long it takes to prove ratings and reach Mm -hmm. in radio. Mm -hmm. It takes a minute to show that. And it's easier to get a raise if you can show that you're the reason that the ratings bumped or the reach grew larger. Yeah. I would say evaluate a year into the job. If there's significant progress, Mm -hmm. go for it. A year and a half, go for it again. Two years later, nothing happens. Time to move on. You know what I mean? And don't quit your job or whatever. And and again, this is why I feel like it's important to have someone represent you. Yes. Take emotion out of negotiation. Have someone do the talking for you so that they can help you determine whether it's time to move on or not. Keep your job, keep your head down, do good work, be positive and start looking if necessary. But don't start looking without trying to make it work within the situation that you're currently in. I think a lot of people don't even know like what are resources where they could find a consultant like you. So I am so glad you're here to share that. And we're going to share everything, all your socials. It's mcmediaonline.com. And we're going to share everything at the end of the show too. But it's time to talk about some sex dating relationship stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Take a big swig of that drink. (laughs) Cheers.
So the first thing we wanted to do is getting into some deal breakers. Now, are you comfortable sharing your relationship status? I am single um, and was trying to date a little bit before COVID, but now yeah. I'm just sort of locked down at home, you know? Um, <laughs> with the exception us. of my pool, I live in a complex uh-huh. and I have this like, resort style pool. Oh. And there are a, a lot of good looking young millennials. And I <laughs> sort of feel like a little cougar, but there's some good looking boys out there. Okay. But, you know. Okay. That reminds me. Okay. When I first got hired on the radio station, I have to say quick, I rolled in for the rock station. I think I was 30 at the time and Sharice and I were chatting and she says, okay, so our male demographic is 28 to 35. So I need somebody that's going to work with that demographic, you know? And I said, well, that's my demographic too. And we both started, <laughs> and she looked, she looked me right in the right eye. And she's like, me too. Gave me a wake up. I was like, yes. So I'm dealing with two cougars tonight. Yes, all right. Ma'am. I, date, I, date, I date men that are older. I, Boring. Uh, I'm a well, sugar I mean, baby that, at heart. <laughs> a little bit of sense because I'm not going to lie to you. I think, and maybe this is the West Coast, but I think younger guys are into older women here. Yeah. I've yeah. noticed that because yeah. I'll be like, this guy's into me. What? <laughs> you know, probably because of my age and my no bullshit attitude and, yeah. you know, that confidence. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I can't date guys my age because of my no bullshit attitude. They're like, oh, right. well. Yeah. <laughs> because they're, you know, well, guys your age are probably five, ten years younger than they really are mentally. You know it's what true. I mean? Yeah. That's why I date older men. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. They say that, like, the male matures at 43. So I'm mm-hmm. like, that's ten years older than me. I can work with this. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, grow up, boys. I All know. right. Men do uh, better. <laughs> Okay, so we've got some deal deal breakers for you, all right? Kick it off for us. All right. Oh, you're on a first date, actually, and they keep mentioning their ex. Deal breaker uh, or continue seeing? Probably a deal breaker because if you can't get over the ex, then you don't have a future. You know you're what not, I mean? You're it's not true. ready right now. Uh, misspell stuff in text. <laughs> Sadly, no, because I do it all the time. Okay, good. Me too. I'm the worst. I was. She wants to make me a shirt that says, "I ain't got time to spell." I'm like, I'm like, send, I'm like, oh, they'll, they'll figure it out. But you know what? I gotta I say, I have a friend from New Orleans who does the um, dictation. talk to text. Yes, yeah, she does the dictation. And uh, first of all, they already have an accent in New Orleans, so uh, <laughs> these, this, this, these phones cannot understand her. And I'm like, what the hell is she saying? <laughs> When I use talk to text, that's what happens to me. And uh, then, so I'm yeah. like, and then I get frustrated because I have to go through and fix everything. And I'm like, never mind. I should have just texted it out to begin exactly. with. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you're on a first date and they don't tip well. Deal breaker or no? Mm-hmm. Deal breaker. Yeah. Me too. Gross. Too many friends in the service industry. And those those guys work hard. Yeah. They, they work do. Hard. It's embarrassing. You're like, really? $5? Actually- it was an $80 meal. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at lunch with my former boss who... <laughs> <laughs> the man who let me go and I was unemployed for two days. And he saw I tipped $6 on a $15 meal. And he was like, wow, you tip really well. And I said, you know, I was an esthetician. So I like to bring good luck, tip money to myself. I said, I feel like if you tip good, you're bringing good money karma right. back to yourself. Agreed, and yeah. he was like, I didn't tip that. And I was like, well. You're a cheap ass then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't like him anymore. No, he's out. <laughs> okay. Super flirty with like the bartender, the wait staff while you guys are on a date like how flirty though uh, like if it's 
just flirty flirty that's cool. mm-hmm. um if you're obnoxious flirty like i used to date this guy who would like show up to the bar and take another girl's drink like he was just gonna taste it and oh. then just down it you know what oh. i mean and oh. Like, oh i'm sorry I have to, you know, I was, there's that and then and then there's the overly touchy feely flirty so mm. if you're just kind of kind of a flirty flirty and you're nice and you're fun and you light up a room kind of a mm-hmm. thing that's cool yeah because i love those kinds of personalities yeah but anything crossing the line that's a deal breaker yeah, yeah i yeah. feel like i've dated guys that have done that move which is like oh they just start too much like grabby grabby to some random right. sit next to him you're like mitch you're on a date with me don't take her a drink now you gotta buy her a drink now you're like i'm out of here oh either that or you have to make up for what he did to her and you're like i'm so sorry he acted that way yeah. i know you're like oh and then you like make friends with her you're like let's get out of here mm-hmm. let's go to the beach isn't that what happens typically like i'm sorry he groped you let's go yeah. talk about him yeah know? gross with oh. all the scum that i have dated i can honestly say i have never had that situation knock on wood <laughs> that you just know yeah i just remember that uncomfortable feeling like being out with somebody and they're just like right. way right. too interested in somebody yeah. else you're just like fucking out of here <laughs> 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 oh, <shit. laughs> fucking guy Ugh. okay oh, that's right. why you always take them to pts where the bartender you know the bartender the pts that you know the bartender isn't cute it's like a dude or something yeah. hey take your favorite dude bartender be like this is the right? spot we're gonna go <laughs> good idea <laughs> <laughs> Good hot tip for Brie right there. Okay, this is excellent. Okay. What if they say right away, you guys are going to go Dutch on your date since you're just getting to know yeah. each other? Don't say it. I'll probably offer just because I'm a yes. good person. Yep. But don't be all uh, like, uh-uh, nope. Yeah, that's like, you don't get to put me in my place like that just yet. I'm still a, you know, a Southern girl and I want to be treated. Uh I want the door opened and I want to be treated nicely and I would like to be taken out to dinner. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean I won't offer at the time the bill comes, but don't be a dick. Like, you know, exactly. (laughs) I feel like you are that girl that's going to be like, try to offer just to, you know, put it out there. Listen, guys, whatever we offer, you better pay. Okay, because you know, that's that's a good girl. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And the reason that we offer is so that we don't feel guilty or whatever. And that's the reason we offer, but we 1000% never expect you to say, okay, sure. Never expect that. <laughs> because when, true. when you let us pay, that's one notch off your belt, okay? Exactly. That's, one, that's, one, that's one step back we're taking. However, it's almost I, worse than saying we're going Dutch up front. Oh, yeah. yeah. However, exactly. I will say that like, when I'm in a relationship and if it was like, if, if he's been paying a lot and then I, I was finally like one night I was like, you know what? Let's go out. I like to like every now and then yes. like, tr- yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like hundred percent feels yeah. good. I'm happy to contribute to the relationship. You know? Yeah. I feel like that's a good that's a good quality in a woman to like be on the first date and just kind of like maybe maybe offer up or maybe pretend she's gonna want to pay a little bit oh, yeah. rather than the girl that just sits there with her arms folded like right. you're gonna pay like I don't yeah, think anybody at this table right now is that girl no you know? you know you'll see me fisting my purse and being like <laughs> oh are right. you sure okay and like like where's and like but like but it's really slow like where's where's my purse yeah yes. oh. <laughs> yeah you get it out waiting for him to be like oh no 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 don't worry yeah. about and if you're real slick you just slide that credit card out and give him the wink he's like oh and then you'll never pay ever again (laughs) ever ever all right let's do some this or that older or younger right now younger (laughs) uh in the bedroom do you like a band to be more dominant or submissive dominant 
not you know not over dominant but yeah. no 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 yeah. this is a true thing of women who are very dominant loud big personalities right. uh -huh. we i was about to say that yeah yep in the bedroom we're the complete opposite because i'm the same way yeah. when i'm in a room i steal the room right. when i'm in the bedroom somebody needs to take yeah. care of me, care of me. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like but tread lightly gentlemen because sometimes we're like yeah don't be too bossy though because yeah, that's right, exactly. what <laughs> Tread lightly with a strong right. woman, okay? Because that's a that's a fine line for them to walk, right? First, okay. first date, coffee or cocktails? Cocktails, sorry. Mm -hmm. I mean, I yeah. love coffee, but come on. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, he cooks for you, or you cook for him? I love to cook. Really? I, oh. I do. I love to cook. Uh, Southern woman. It. Listen, I wouldn't be mad if a man cooked for me and I would think it's really sweet. But like if I had a, a live-in love, mm -hmm. I would be the one to cook every day pretty much because so, I love to cook. So, okay. So if you had, say you had a guy you've been dating and you wanted to like really put the put the cooking moves on him, what would you throw down? This is going to sound a little strange, but I'm famous for it. And every man I've ever met loves a good old Cajun gumbo. Oh, so, yeah. It's not exactly romantic, but... They're like, holy shit, you can make a gumbo? And I'm like, mm. bitch, I'm the best. Like, <laughs> and I will have stuff shipped in from Louisiana. I'll have oh, the, girl. the sausage shipped in. <laughs> and I mean, the tasso shipped in. Everything mm. I need to make a good Cajun voodoo gumbo. And I, mm. every man I know <sighs> and all my male friends are like, when are you going to make a gumbo? Okay, as your female <laughs> friend who loves New Orleans <laughs> with a passion, when are you going to make a gumbo? She tried to move away from me to New Orleans. So I was like, I don't know. I did. I, I actually, Orleans, yeah. I got a, uh, I got a phone call from uh, the affiliate out in New Orleans for a position. And do I know that? Do I know Inter Oh my god, I know all of them. <laughs> at the, it was for a sales, a sales assistant position, uh, and just at the time, it was right at the right. beginning of the pandemic, and it just didn't make sense to pack up my entire life and right. move. Right. But listen, um, New Orleans and, and Vegas are extremely opposite, and yet very similar it's weird but new orleans yeah. is like I, i'm actually really sad i like to go there at least once a year didn't get to go this year obviously Same. but new orleans is like the only other city i've ever visited around the entire world that felt like home to me because vegas yeah. is my home but new orleans that. feels yeah. like home mm -hmm. every year j love that you mentioned earlier yeah. and Aaron, we do our vegas family vacation we go home to new or we go to new orleans my home the week before christmas we always yes. do it we're also bummed that we can't go this year so I'm going to make um, beignets from like <gasps> Cafe de Monde, Gumbo, and uh, we're going to just do everything we can. And then we're going to get on a Zoom with all of our friends from New Orleans, from, basically from the intercom cluster there. So. <laughs> yeah. And just so you know, J-Love is the man we're talking about, and he is the one that is programming Mix 94.1, <laughs> one of the biggest radio stations in Las Vegas. So, And I work there. That's where Sharice hired me first, and then yes. I hopped on over to the rock station. So okay. it all full Which circle. perfect for, yeah. Oh, thank yes. you. Yes. Thank you. I love it. Instead of this or that or like rapid fiery, you could elaborate a little bit on these. All right, it's time for the monthly Keeping It Casual swag giveaway. Woo! The last Wednesday of every month. We appreciate you so much for going out of your way to enter by doing those rating and reviews on Apple Podcasts. So we love to give back with our monthly super sexy giveaways. And thank you to our sponsors at Like a Kitten because they are hooking you up with the long winter's nap box. Lucky. And you know what? It has that bath bomb in the middle. It like melts away and there's a vibrator inside. That was the best bath of like all time. <laughs> yes. So not only do you get super soft skin, you get a super 
vibrating vibrator. Does that make sense? Yes. If you don't understand. Yes, <laughs> and if you want to see more of what is in that box, go to our Instagram and check out our most extra unboxing videos. Let's check the reviews. Who's this month's winner is Shelly. There's a lot of L's going on there. Five stars. Okay. Five stars. Like hanging with my girls. I've been a loyal listener since day one and they've only got better. It's literally Ooh. like spending time with my girlfriends. MJ is totally relatable to my current sitch and Brie is living my life circa 15 years ago. These girls are <laughs> smart, funny, and beyond entertaining. Totes Aww. recommend. Well, thank you, Shelly. Please send us your address Girl. to feedback at keepingitcasualpodcast.com. Back to the show. Can you recount an awkward first date? How about an awkward never first date? Yeah. Yes. So I did do the dating app thing one time. Which one? In San Diego. I think it was Match.com. Okay. okay. And this guy started reaching out to me and talking to me, and we were going back and forth, texting, emailing, over and over. And I kept um, waiting for him to actually say, okay, do you want to meet for coffee or whatever? Oh. It didn't really happen, but he kept saying, so are you going to go to like the LSU alumni San Diego Crawfish Boil? And I'd be like, oh my God, every year I go, blah, 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 blah. So I would go there expecting that maybe he'll sh find me and say hello or something mm -hmm. and nothing crickets right so and i'm trying to figure out what this means but it was really creepy after the crawfish boil he'd be like did you have a good time i saw you like did you enjoy the music did you i'm like you saw me but you didn't say hi like i, I don't understand that kind of thing happened at least three times and after a while i was like okay is this guy stalking me oh or what's going on it was the weirdest catfish most awkward thing ever. i guess I mean, I guess, uh, you know, but the why like, asking me if I'm going to go somewhere and then not say hello to me, but keep asking me. Because weird. he was using somebody else's pictures. It, he was just, <laughs> he just wanted somebody to no. talk to. We've had a couple of catfish episodes and these have been like our crazy juicy ones. You wouldn't believe, like people will just, they want somebody to talk to you or someone there to talk to and then get excited. They're going to see you. And then all of a sudden you're like, where the fuck is this guy again? Yeah, like, right, what's going on? Right. Catfishing? Like, say hello or tell me to fuck off. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. No. He and wanted your attention. He and loved you know, chatting with you. Please, this is podcasting, baby. Let it fly. Yeah. <laughs> Say all the fuck you want. <laughs> Remember when we first started, it was still very like hard for me to actually drop an F-bomb or do anything right? like that. Yeah. Like, I, and for me, it's like if I ever had to transition on air again, I'm like, oh, no. Like, oh, oh, no. You know what, I found that because I was doing some work for, for Mix before the pandemic hit on air, you know, for kicks and giggles, because I, I love being on air. Yeah. Um, um, but I was like, oh my God, with my potty mouth, I'm never going to make it. <laughs> but as it turns out, it's a habit you never lose. The on air? And oh yeah. So I, you know, I did really well. I don't know about a morning show where you can kind of just express. Yeah. Uh, I may have a little bit of difficulty with that, but like normal conversations and podcasts, I'm like F-bomb, yeah. F-bomb. Yeah. Bring it, it, it's totally welcome because you know, we need to express our relationships. So, <laughs> All right. okay. What is some of the worst relationship advice you've ever received? He loves you. He's not cheating on on you, I think you should give him another chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
God. I feel like as girlfriends, we want to be like, no, he's not cheating on you. Because we don't want to like come in hot and be like, fuck that guy. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm typically the one that if I know he's cheating, I'm like, fuck that guy. Well, yeah, if you know, if you know, but if you're only hearing, like if I'm coming to you and I'm like, I don't know, like I feel like he's cheating on me and you've like seen us together and you're like, oh, maybe he's not. He like, I can see he loves you when I'm Mm. hanging out with the two of you. you Hold on. What did I say when we first thought that somebody was cheating on you and you had an ex coming in town for the weekend? I said, go hook up with your ex. Oh yeah, she did. (laughs) Uh, I happen to have, I have three older brothers. Uh Uh, Two of them are, uh, look, you're both, that's so funny. Aw. Uh. Just like, no, like all the hot older friends to like hang out with. I'm like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> I have three older brothers and two of them are married to their high school sweethearts. Oh, and, wow. mm-hmm. but I still know how men are boys act, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? mm-hmm. my, my oldest brother was, did a lot of dating. Uh-huh. Um, he was a, a bit of a player and, but he, he didn't never try to hide that. But I just like, I know how boys are. And so if my gut, tells me he's cheating i'm usually right on spot uh-huh. on. yeah uh-huh. not to mention the fact that i you know this is a psychological thing and something i've had discussions with my therapist over on and on again if you know that kind of stuff and you experience it a lot or you see it a lot then you tend to go for men who act exactly the same way sadly and yeah. i've had a couple of really long-term boyfriends cheat on me and that sucks it's not fun you know same girl same yeah. <laughs> but you know what's crazy is it's not something i've seen with the men in my life it's just something that i think i'm just too trusting of a human being and i i let right. the leash a little too long i'm like yeah. i trust you until i don't <laughs> so i think that's a traditional or a typical female thing you know yeah. we are very we are much more trusting than men are because believe me even the guy that cheats on you all the time is like why are you talking to him why are you ta- why are you at the bar hanging out with him like I- he passed by, you know, mm-hmm. he just said hello. Like, what yeah. are you going to do with him? <laughs> so on that <laughs> note, what's the pettiest thing you've ever done in a breakup? Oh, God. There are so many. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, let me tell you one stupid thing I did really quick. I had just, like, did, like, a haul of, like, sweatshirts and sweatpants, just some cozy, cool, loungy gear for this guy I dated. And it was all at my house. So I cut the crotch out and the armpits out of the sleeves. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And he wore them. <laughs> he said, he said, years later, we ended up chatting about it. He said, I thought my brother was wearing my sweatpants. He was like, man, you busted a hole in my pants. He goes, I sewed it back. I said, but what about the armpits and the shirts? Like, what did you even think about? <laughs> and, yeah. In high school, I had, a high, I had a long-term boyfriend. And then college, I had the same long-term boyfriend. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm so, I so in love. Oh, my God. <laughs> so when college boyfriend broke up with me one night I did the typical drive in front of their house just to see who's there kind of a uh-huh. you know, yeah. kind of thing like and I did okay this is a high school move I did this in college um, <laughs> it's so still a I college move <laughs> <laughs> I ended up driving by his house and pulling into his parking lot and wanting him to come down and talk to me after we broke up and he wouldn't and so I cried loud enough loud enough that his mom <laughs> came out and said I'm sorry he's very upset he doesn't want to speak to you you're waking up the neighbors and you need to go home (laughs) yes (laughs) I can't believe I even remembered that that's so long ago (laughs) that's amazing oh my god 
said, we're still here. She lived to tell the tale. You know what? Became a badass boss, bitch. <laughs> Some things we think we'll never recover from, you yeah. know? Can yeah. you imagine? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? I just look back at all my exes, and I'm like, how did I think that you were, like, the biggest heartbreak right. of my life? And it's like, you had a fucking bed that came out of the wall. Like, <laughs> oh, God. OK, FYI, this guy had a waterbed. Come on. Oh. Like, oh. Those are awful. The moves. <laughs> awful. Actually, come to think of it, the boyfriend before that had a waterbed too. Like, there lies the problem. <laughs> it was the 90s. It was like the 90s. So the waterbeds yes. were like totally hot then too. Yeah. And, and I guess Murphy beds are when you want to relive your 90s sitcom oh, dreams. God. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. That's when you're a turd and can't get your shit together. I know. We're making fun of her ex right now. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, okay. All right. A guy, you show up at his, you show back at his place. He puts on a sexy time playlist. Like, he has one curated. Do you appreciate it? Or are you like, this is kind of weird? I 1000% love it. And yes. my high school sweetheart made one and it was all about air supply. Um, oh God. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, so lost with that. <laughs> it was full on air supply, and that was our sexy time. Air supply. It was a cassette, by the way. It was a cassette tape. Yes. Yes. Oh, and it was all so about good. air supply and a couple of other, you know, spandau ballet and that kind of stuff. <laughs> but I'm dating my say. I'm dating myself right now. You know? <laughs> no, oh, you're right. not. It's I feel perfect. like sexy time playlists can have something from any decade. However, as a programmer, would you judge somebody's sexy time playlist like? Ooh, wouldn't have done that transition. <laughs> that wasn't a hit. That's unfamiliar. What is this shit? <laughs> this is not. You can't go from that. That's a bad transition. You, you can't go from know a power. The story behind that? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go from a power to a gold. You can't. <laughs> That's the thing. Is like you I just hit me with a new song and then an '80s song. That don't work like that. You got to ease me back into that. Right? You know what's funny is like I do not let a dude put on a sexy time playlist because every time I have, I've been very disappointed coming from a radio background I'm like right. why would you do like even if it's not a sexy time playlist but even if I'm just like put some music on and it's like just like a rock playlist I'm like that transition was terrible why would you do that <laughs> okay. okay so I'm sure you've given really good gifts to exes the best present you've ever gave to an ex did you secretly want it back because I have I mean oh, yeah. and I openly wanted it back <laughs> yeah. I used to be a big watch collector so anytime I give like a boyfriend a watch I'd be like oh, <gasps> that's what she gave <laughs> <laughs> My ex was super into watches and I found the coolest watch. It's a wooden watch and it was made from a whiskey barrel. Oh, that's cool. I'd want that back too. <laughs> I didn't get it back, but I, and I openly wanted it back. I was like, you better give me that shit back. Oh, God. <laughs> that's a sensitive subject right there. Cause it's like, they're not cheap. And I, and like I said, I used to collect before the iWatch, mm -hmm. I collected watches. I always gave them a damn watch and I always wanted it back. <laughs> <laughs> Cause they could, you could still wear it too. I Word to the yeah. word to the wise if you're just dating somebody don't buy them a watch if no, you're married exactly. to them for like 10 years and you know it's steady then you can get the watch <laughs> get them a watch that you could wear too now we're going to transition into Sex. sexy getting to know yous okay okay so what is your favorite way to be seduced the way he just draws you in with the evening maybe a lot of air supply <laughs> <laughs> it definitely worked i'm not gonna lie <laughs> What's that on? You're like, what? So are we calling this episode All Out of Love? All Out of Love. <laughs> so we we have a song title. We're not there yet. Let's what? I love it. Oh, that's good. Um, 
the best um, stories or fantasies or whatever, for some reason, they're always in New Orleans mm -hmm. in some form of like an antebellum home where he makes dinner, puts the music on, lights the candles. Ironically, there's a hot tub upstairs, yeah. you know, inside the big master bathroom, that kind of a thing. Um, it really all comes down to me being like a Southern woman, which means that I'm, yeah, I'm definitely aggressive and a go-getter, but I also appreciate Southern charm Ooh. so much. I love a good Southern charmer. And you don't have to be Southern if you're charming, but for the most part, I just love Southern charm, you know? She wants to be yeah. wooed. She wants the dinner. She wants the hot tub. I like that. At the end of the day, <laughs> you want to be treated like a lady. And I understand exactly. that too, because I'm the same yeah. way. I want my door open for me, my car door and my, you know, and doors held for me. I want that too. She <laughs> wants you to sleep on the other side of the bed that's farthest from the door because somebody comes into murder. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. These are, these are things that my dad like told me. He was like, the guy has to walk on the sidewalk closest to the street. And mm -hmm. if, the, if you're sleeping in the same bed, they have to be closest to the closest door. To yep. See, she knows exactly what I'm talking yep. about. <laughs> He's your protector, even though yes. even though most of the time I end up being the protector. Yes, I same. just want to feel like he's the yeah. protector. It's you like, still want to, babe? I got this. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, I probably can kick somebody's ass Same. more than anybody I've ever dated, but it's still nice to feel like a lady. Feel that way. <laughs> yes. So in a spontaneous hookup, do you prefer they stay and cuddle or were you, are you like, Ugh, can you just leave? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I typically will not come to my house or my place because mm -hmm. to me, that's just a little bit much. Mm -hmm. So I'm really not a one night stand person, but there mm -hmm. is one time that I did it. It was for my best friend wedding in San Diego um, <laughs> Good old and this random guy they were on this cross-country bike ride like riding bike like regular like regular bike, like not a motorbike not right and they stopped, yeah, stopped and stayed at the same hotel room and again I am not a one-night stand girl but it was my best friend's wedding and all my friends were like he's cute he's into you blah 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 so I went to his room and you know after you know one thing led to another and then then I was like, yeah, I got to go because my best friend's parents who are really Catholic are staying in the room next door. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was it was a true story. Not going to lie, there are so many things about that story that would require lots of drinks to, to have discussion. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, I think a one-night stand and someone I don't know, I'm not comfortable with cuddles. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, exactly. I love you and I know you. Great. If you yeah. leave, I'll kill you. Yeah. If I don't know you and I don't love you, then you can go or I'll go. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Tip yeah. the hat. All right, nice. Bouncing. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Duly appreciated. Yes. Go. That was fun. Okay. Um, Is there ever a reason to fake an orgasm? No. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. No, no, I'm just like, yes, oh, I'm cheering uh, her on. Yes. I agree. Point, listen, when I was younger, so many reasons, especially when you date an older man. Uh -huh. But at this point in my life and probably yours and this day and age, if it's not going to happen, then you break out the toys and you say, mm -hmm. make it happen. Yeah, like, make it it's happen. Not, you know, exactly. Like help, help a sister out somehow. That's hilarious because that is the one time I did. There was somebody that was just down there doing things and I was just, I found myself like kind of Bored. looking left and right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no eye contact. I was like, are you paying attention to what's happening? And that's when I was like, use this. <laughs> Let me help a brother out. <laughs> you know what he did? He said no, because... <sighs> He kind of shooted away, so I did. I faked one. Oh, well. 
it's like at that point you have to because you're either in pain or like or or like exhausted or so freaking bored that you're like this shit has to end i was bored i was i've never been bored yeah that was a Oh, boring time. sex is awful. Or, or, or like worst slash best case scenario, I got this, honey. And then yeah. you take care of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just watch me. Watch me handle business. I think that's a problem. Like they're down there so long and they don't give you eye contact. Guys, a little eye contact is cool. Yeah. You know, oh. don't be afraid to look at it and just make sure we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. I was watching TV. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So if you could go back in time and lose your virginity to any rock star, who would it be? Oh. I can't say that because I'm really good friends with him. Okay. <laughs> good just tell know. us what song he sings. Nope, just kidding. <sighs> Let me just get rid of the first person that pops into my mind okay. and think okay. about that again. Lenny Kravitz is hot. Yeah. Oh, good, good choice. Lenny Kravitz is hot. Uh, I'm trying to think. And also, um, again, dating myself, John Bon Jovi. Oh, Ooh. Okay. no, you said Bon Jovi for something. Fear? That was a long time ago. That, that was, was Jamie Ross's episode. He was so hot back then, though. John Bon Jovi was so hot back then. I mean, even with the big hair. That was a fuck, Mary kill. Yeah, it was. Did. Who oh. can we throw in her fuck, Mary kill? John Bon Jovi, Lenny Kravitz. Nikki Six. I love <laughs> Nikki Six. I don't know. <laughs> I would kill Nikki Six. I would fuck Lenny Kravitz, and I would um, marry John Bon Jovi. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I feel like John Bon Jovi just feels like he's the more like he's gonna hang out at home with you. Yeah, like yeah. consistent. Like Lenny Kravitz. Is is great and he i'm not saying he has an ego but he is so boisterous and yeah. his style and everything and it's just like it's almost too much yeah whereas yeah. john bon jovi feels like a good jersey consistent yeah been married to his wife for a hundred thousand years I yeah. Mean, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. the same woman forever right yeah. he loves her and he does good things for the community and mm-hmm. that, he'd watch Netflix. <laughs> i feel like lenny'd be like in his room all the time do we like lenny are you gonna watch the movie like no lenny, like, no lenny kravitz i saw him once just rolled and it was sex. at the pearl at the palms i saw him um back in like 2007 2008 and he was like having a mental breakdown on stage as this mm-hmm. was happening he, I, were you at that show <laughs> probably um i'll tell you some background on lenny he doesn't like to fly they are meticulous about production mm-hmm. everything when he did a show for us in San Diego while I was still working for CBS in San Diego and Vegas at the House of Blues. Uh, San Diego's House of Blues is much smaller than Las Vegas, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, he had enough production and equipment and it was mandatory for a stadium concert. <laughs> and as brilliant as he is and has a, as amazing and sexy and enamorous as he is that concert was so fucking loud oh my god <laughs> it's, it's so intimate but they insisted on an enormous amount of production <laughs> which again i i commend them for being perfectionist and meticulous and what have you but wow was that concert loud? <laughs> the fireworks are not good inside this is right, exactly. <laughs> too much when i saw him when i saw him he was just like he had done a few songs and he was like he just went around and decided to play every instrument on stage in this long instrumental and i remember i had, i was drinking and i was like lenny this is not what i want from you homie <laughs> like, like no sharice this has been a super blast we have one more rapid fire for you okay. and then we're going to share all the socials and everywhere you you can find MC Media online. Get your 2021 on point, guys, because Sharice is here for you. Being that you've met almost every celebrity
everybody in the world, musicians, artists, we have a uh, name drop rapid fire. <laughs> so well, who is the coolest celebrity you've ever met? Rob Thomas. I don't smoke weed, but he likes to smoke weed. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> and honestly, it's because I, because it's legal in Nevada. Yeah. I just don't know how, but like hanging out with this guy, he is so friendly approachable and um and and doesn't really know how freaking talented he is and he's really cool to hang out with just he's really humble dude. and cool yeah. Yeah. so rob yeah. thomas from matchbox 20 if anybody doesn't know yeah, so, yeah. I, I have to say one of the coolest moments i've ever had working in radio you were there last year actually when this happened rob oh, thomas yeah. was headlining a concert that mix 94.1 yes. sponsored okay carlos santana walked out on stage yeah. and they did black magic woman they did voodoo child and then they did smooth together and i was just like i i was drinking all day i was in the vip area my feet were in the pool and i was just like oh my gosh those are the type of moments in radio that you'll never think you'll never get again exactly most disappointing celebrity you've ever met Madonna. Oh, oh, that's so friendly. I could see that, honestly. Yeah. What's his name from the Counting Crows? Oh, Adam. Oh, Adam Levine. Adam, uh, Adam, uh, Adam Dur. Dr- yes. Uh, Something Shit, like that. What can I- yeah. White boy dreads. What's your name? <laughs> the guy from the Counting Crows. And I saw him and I was very cute and I was 20 something and it was at a casino. And I just walked over to him. I think he had a concert the next night or something. I was like, oh my God, hi. I can't wait to see you tomorrow night. And he just like gave me the hand. Like, don't yeah. even talk to me right now and fucking walked away. Ew. It is Adam Duritz and he has a reputation of being a dick. What a mm-hmm. butthole. From the, from the very beginning, we actually did book them for one of our shows here in Vegas. Yeah. And, you know, it was tough. It was a tough gig, you know, it was a tough gig. And he is, he has a reputation for being a jerk. So. Oh, I was like, I'm a hot 20-something babe, and you just totally, like, shooed me away. I was like, ugh. I have to say, my worst was Josh Todd from Buck Cherry. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've, I've never had a bad experience with Buck Cherry. He was, he was not clean at the time that I met him. That explains a lot. I mean, yeah. honestly, like, it does. over the years, we see that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, he was not clean. So I was doing a meet and greet, and I was with the radio station. I was with one of my, the other radio stations I've worked for. I was just there to, you know, make sure that everybody did what they needed to do and then leave as you know a street teamer yeah. does or and he came up to me and he was like hey are you here with the drugs and i was like Whoa. oh i've been there Woo. yeah Ew. no <laughs> no <laughs> had my badge and i was like nah nah here for uh, you no don't. And, and by the way uh, y- this the show that you're doing is for my station so yeah. i would prefer it if you weren't like <laughs> out of your mind you yeah were, no 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 I've and then he, and then he was like oh well can you get me a few girls then and i was like mm, uh, no <laughs> <laughs> wow no, no, i cannot you your personal concierge like mm. you know oh. uh have you ever embarrassed yourself in front of a celebrity so many times <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was really young and I was working in Baton Rouge and my favorite band was uh, a band from New Orleans called Better Than Ezra and um, Ah. I was working in radio and I was getting to meet them at a concert for the first time and it was so cool because LSU, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Louisiana, blah, blah, blah and I was, might have been barely 21, 22. I was so enamored by the lead singer and I just couldn't wait to meet him. I finally get to go backstage and I finally get to meet him and I'm like oh my god I'm such a big fan and it's one of the times where you're you have built this person up so much mm-hmm. in your mind and you love them so much and I just was diarrhea of the mouth <laughs> and he was a little bit like 
fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Devastated. And I was like, oh my God, I just made a complete moron of myself. I'm so embarrassed and I hate him. And I, (laughs) but you know, you can't hate your favorite band forever or the, you know, or the lead singer um, who's well, tall and handsome with big blue eyes. So um, I just was so embarrassed and like just one of those experiences where I was like, I have just embarrassed myself so much. Um, And I thought I'd never get over it, but as it turns out, we're pretty good friends now. I was going to say, because Mix has booked them many times. Right. Right. Yes. No, they're in our house band for a while. <laughs> Them and Daughtry, man. She yeah. was She's like, oh, what's up? Hey, what's up? Oh, yeah, I don't have time to talk right now. See you later. Yeah, it <laughs> just became that way. They're like, Sharice, come talk to us. You're like, yeah, I'll be, catch you later. I'll be there. Hold on. Yeah, you no, know? They, have that, they, like, they have done amazing business with us at, sure. at Mix in Vegas. They're a great band. They have an enormous touring following. Kevin is the co-founder of Pilgrimage Festival in Nashville. I mean, he wrote a Collide with Howie Day. I mean, oh, I you know, enormous talent. So over the years, we've become really good friends but uh i the the first time i ever met him i was like i'm a fucking moron and i just embarrassed myself and he's like who the fuck is this bitch (laughs) get out of here kid beat it yeah exactly like get this groupie out of here i know uh bring it bring it in with the last one brie and then we're gonna remind everybody where they can get so who have you fangirled over the most when you met them kevin griffin Mm -hmm. um Billy Joel oh. and Dolly Parton, <gasps> all three, my, my all, all three favorites. One other, um, one other fangirl quickie, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, oh, I, I love um, him. I actually, I think that's the only time in my career that I was ever speechless. Oh, um, I saw that picture. I went, I went to see his show. What's the band that um, Joe Jonas was in? Cake uh, by the Ocean. Oh, uh, DNCE. Uh, DNCE. I went to see DNCE yeah. at Jimmy Fallon and Charlie Walk, who at the time was the president of Republic Records, um, introduced me to Jimmy, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> gonna say hi and I fangirled over Jimmy and then I was like can I get a picture and he's like well why don't you just you know go (laughs) (laughs) I want a picture oh my god I love that picture of you when I saw that picture because usually we're used to seeing you with all the all the musicians and stuff but like Jimmy Fallon yeah I was like I have made it people (laughs) (laughs) oh my god Sharice this has been too fun we already we already kept you way longer than we promised thank you guys and I'm glad people got to get to know you because you would be working with this babe to actually help you kick off your career and make any changes or if you're starting a brand it's going to help you with your career and you're going to trust them with all of your insecurities about what you're worried about knowing your worth and going after your dreams I feel like Sharice is going to be here for you so again please tell them where they can find you online and on uh your socials you can find um all of my blogs and, and columns like women to watch and consultant tips and things that i do uh along those lines at mcmediaonline.com mm-hmm. and all my socials are uh basically at mcmediaonline and thank you again for putting the show on the radar of the international music and industry site all access yes. because uh <laughs> that meant the world to us earlier this year when you recognized us for that so. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys, and happy new year. Yes. Happy new happy year. New year. <laughs> <laughs>
Want to be featured on the show? Email us. Feedback at keepingitcasualpodcast.com. Want to win cool stuff? Just rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to get into our monthly giveaways. Last Wednesday of every month. And for more specialty podcasts and bonus content, join us on patreon.com slash keepingitcasualpodcast. Show you're a keeper on Facebook. You can like the page and join our group. Tweet at us at KICpod or Instagram at keepingitcasualpodcast. You can find me anywhere at MJ Radio Diva. And I'm everywhere at Bremixed, B-R-E-E-M-I-X-E-D. And for your one-stop shop, keepingitcasualpodcast.com. Bye. Bye.